into the Folks Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. We are back. I know we did a show last week, but it was a bye week, so you, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, and we don't have a game to talk about this week from last week. But we got an exciting one coming up. It's Oklahoma State, Kansas State. It's a blackout game, a 6.30 kick, so it's, a, it's sold out. Whether or not the stadium is going to be full, it's still a lot of excitement, especially if you stay off of social media. There's a lot of excitement around this game. Uh, it's one I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's a game that Oklahoma State is going to try to get a little revenge from. Obviously, the debacle that happened in Manhattan last year, Oklahoma State trying to bounce back from that. They're trying to bounce back from a loss this past or two weeks ago, excuse me, to Iowa State. Uh, a lot to a lot to kind of dive into here, Brian. Yeah, what what did what did Mike Gundy's attitude to you sound like during the media press conference uh, on Monday? Mike Gundy. You know, I, I think I think that's the best way to put it. And I kind of joked with my buddies at work today. I said, you know, I think Mike purposefully goes out of his way to screw with people. Like, I don't. I, oh, I th- no doubt. I think he's genuine that he doesn't listen to sports talk. You know, for all the people out there. No, he doesn't listen to Robert unless he's on Robert's show. But I, I the fact that he came out and he was like, we're working through our quarterbacks. You know, is Alan Bowman going to be the starter? We're, we're working through it in practice this week. And then a mere, what, five and a half hours later, six hours later on uh, the, the radio show with Hunziker up, Alan's our starter. I'm like, Alan, he and knows. he's worked through 60% of the, uh, 60% of the, the, the team one, the first team snaps. Yeah. yeah. Which is what I, I think that it, to me is the most important thing to talk about. Right. Yep. I mean, we could we could talk injury, we could talk line, run game, defense, whatever it is. But I, I'm really looking forward to this game with Alan Bowman because we all kind of talked about it. And, and you can make the assumption. But Alan in the Pokes report uh, in, in his player journal this past week said that Iowa State was his first real game. He took all the snaps. You could you could see some apprehension. You could see some jitters. There were moments where it really clicked. There were moments where it's like, okay, this, this is a guy who hadn't played a lot of football recently. Those, I, I, not saying that he was nervous, but whatever nerves he had out of his system, he's back at home. He took a majority of the reps with the first teams this week. Obviously, uh, they, you know, we, we've heard from Mike and, and Robert's written reports. Practice throughout the bye week was brutal. You know, they're, they are really trying wait, to prepare. Wait, I was going to say brutal in which way? Because you qualify that real quick. Uh, just, just tough, difficult, you know, hard, hard nose, full pads, you know, listen, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna take this, you know, brutal is in that not, not bad brutal, but it depends on, I guess, on who you ask, but you know, it was, it was very difficult practices. And so I I don't know what to expect. You know, we're going to, we'll go through the Kansas state UCF stats from, from uh, the last week of September, you know, so we can somewhat glean something, uh, from that, put up a lot of offense, but we'll dive into that. But I, I think I'm looking forward to this game more than I have the first four games of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. I, and I've said it before. It's kind of like after, especially after a loss, you 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 sit there and you take it, and you're you pissed off on Saturday night. Sunday morning's a little rough. I mean, personally, go to church. I forget about it. So at that point, then we got fantasy football, but <laughs> you know, to, to worry about, and then. As the week goes on, as you get closer to the next Saturday, at least for me, that excitement for the next game, it's back. No matter, kind of no matter what happened the week before, there's certain things that, yeah, I'll be a little more apprehensive, you know, about being just gung-ho about, man, our 
our our run game is just top notch and blah 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 until I see it and then you know Ollie Gordon pops off a 71 yard run you're like there we go that's what we're looking for or the you know and Gundy said uh, Gundy said in the press conference I found this interesting Gundy said in the press conference on Monday a little bit of what we said on the on the Pokes Report podcast you know, last Mike, week. Mike may not listen to sports talk. He may. He well, didn't me, say he doesn't listen to podcasts. I tell you, I know where he gets <laughs> his info from. That's right. But he said the blocking was better, and that's what we talked about, that they were sometimes just one block away. It wasn't two guys getting blown up like it has been sometimes in the previous few games. They were one guy away, or they made the blocks and got the big, got the big runs. The running backs were hitting the right holes. This comes from, in my opinion, this comes from practice, correction, do it again, correction, do it again. And that's what I think Alan Bowman comes into this game feeling the most confident probably he has all year. Yeah. He's gotten, you know, three three different three uh, one-quarter games in. I'm sure there was some correction. But then this time he got the full game in, got the full film in, got to work through those plays again, and then got after it again for a full week where – He's the guy. It's his team. Roll with it. And 60% of the snaps is probably about average. I'm going to bet that's about average anymore. You know, we're gone are the days where where uh, uh, Matt Leinert was taking all the snaps mm-hmm. and Matt Castle's getting nothing. Those days are gone. You're, yeah. you're going to work the other guys in. And I think it's smart, too, because at any time, Bowman's one play away from being done. You're one play away from – from knock on wood and an ankle and knee or whatever, and you've got to go to the bench. Oklahoma State has seen that probably more than any team in the nation in the last few years. So I like that those guys are hitting with the ones. I like that that we are. And he, again, he said uh, with Hunziker, we're tackling, we're tackling in practice. I'm holding my breath, but we're tackling. I think that, and I'm gonna get off my little soapbox here for a second, but I think that going into the season, Mike Gundy tried some things. They tried some things. They tried to uh, not tackle in the summer and go in as healthy as possible. We've we've recruited talent. These guys have tackled all their lives. We've recruited talent. Can they go into the season as healthy as possible? And does that give us the best chance? Well, maybe he's finding that hitting a little bit in fall camp gets these guys ready and we're not getting 20% broken tackles or whatever the stats say now. He tried the three-quarterback thing. Maybe one of these guys against a Central Arkansas, a team like that, that an Arizona State that that didn't show to be as strong, one of these guys is going to go out there and just take this thing by the horns, three touchdown drives, four touchdown drives. It's going to be undeniable who our QB1 is. It didn't happen. It didn't work. So what do they revert back to? What the Exactly what we said. The coaches are going to get in a the room. They're going to say, hey, who do we look our seniors in the eye and say, we're giving you the best chance to go out on a win with this guy. And they chose Alan Bowman, and and I'm excited to see what, what he brings. Kansas State's going to be no joke. Yeah, and there's no question. I mean, you know, we'll dive into the offensive and, and def- defensive stats from the UCF game, but, you know, th- this will be – and, you you know, you could argue that this is going to be Allen's genuinely, like, I don't know about first game, but like the uh, the first game that I think he could feel comfortable in. And and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because I don't think Kansas State's defense is any good. And I'm not saying that because I think Allen's going to go out there and throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns and, you know, and, and be back to his Texas Tech digs or anything like that. But 
you have a like we mentioned, so a practice, you know, a full week of practice or a half a week of practice or whatever leading into Iowa State, you get the Iowa State because you can't tell me that they decided on Allen Bowman uh, the Friday before, right? I mean, I, I, they <laughs> right. they knew at least by Tuesday. So oh, yeah. you've got at least at the very least a half practice, a half week of practice. You get the Iowa State game. You have the bye week. You have because that's that's coach speak. There, there's no way that they, you know, I, I think they knew. Um, I like the backups. I think Gunner can do it. I think Garrett Rangel can do it. But Alan Bowman is the starter. And now you've had a whole an, a whole other week of practice, and you're going to go out there. You've got a home game. You've got a, a quarterback that says, you know what. And and here's the thing, I, I think that does get lost sometimes. Alan Bowman is still a kid, right? I mean, I, I know he's, what, a fifth-year, six-year senior, but how old is 24 Alan years, 24 years old, He yeah. is 24 years old. There is a lot of confidence that can be shaken in a 24-year-old. You know, and, and he could be level-headed. He could, you know, he could be really mature. But if he's a 24-year-old and you've got a redshirt freshman and you've got a redshirt sophomore or a true sophomore, whatever it is in Gunner, you have these kids that are not legally able to drink yet. Gunner, maybe. I don't know. But here's Alan Bowman is a, a grown man in college football. And it's like, well, we're playing a three-quarterback system. And and I didn't start all three of those games. Man, I, am, I, am I the guy? Did I make the right choice? Did I, you know, should I have stuck it out at Michigan? Or should I have gone somewhere else? Okay. I've had all, most of the starting snaps leading into Iowa State. I started Iowa State. I'm the quarterback. I'm, the confidence starts to rebuild. And I'm not saying that he yep. wasn't confident or anything like that, but the kid is the kid is tw- still probably on his parents' health insurance. All right, live, live it up, kid. He's, he's on his parents' health and car insurance. That's still a, that's still a child. He's still, you know, can, that, that mentality can make a bit of a – take a bit of a hit. So this, this game here, I, I'm not worried about Allen Bowman. You know, it, now if we go out into the middle of the second quarter and, and the offensive line's not blocking and Allen is overthrowing people and he's underthrowing and he's missing throws and their drops and all kinds of stuff like that, then you can take a step back and say, ah, man, I, I don't know. I, is, is this actual right? Do they have a quarterback that, that can do this? Yada, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But I, I am looking forward to this. Um, and, and I, I want to kind of switch gears here just a little bit because I, I want to talk. Hey. Go ahead. Real, real quick before you get off that, I think you said the key thing coming up for this game, and that's the offensive line. That's their that's de- going to be all they, season long. It is, but but this game, their defense, they have 14 sacks to only five given up. Their offensive only given up five. They have 36 tackles for loss to only 14 given up. They had, this, they had four sacks against UCF and eight tackles for loss. Yeah, this is an aggressive front front five to seven. I mean, and, and then whoever this that they're bringing, um, you know, off the edges. They're an aggressive team, and and our offensive line is going to have to be on their game. Otherwise, you are going to have, and it doesn't. That's one of those. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is back there. They're rushing. They're seeing ghosts. They're trying to figure out everything pre-snap. Yeah. You don't get any rhythm on offense because they're not just getting up there, seeing the defense and going, okay, they're coming off the right side. Snap, and then there they go. Here it comes off the right side. We've got to read to the left or read if they're throwing into the blitz, whatever. This is where that offensive line and and the fullbacks, the running backs are going to have to pass block. The tight ends are going to have to. They're going to be very pivotal in all this. They're going to have to give him protection, especially early in the game. To I, I think if, and, and we'll get to our predictions later on, I think if you have a chance to beat Kansas State, we have to be the aggressor to get on top 
early. If we're trying to chase them, dude, they've run, and you were probably going to get to this, they've run for 281 yards rushing, 138, 147, 228. These dudes can pound it out. Six rushing touchdowns last game. They pound it out whenever they need to. Well, and you look at, you know, DJ Giddens, you know, we all were like, oh, thank God, Deuce Vaughn, he's gone. We don't have to deal (laughs) with that anymore. Uh, Giddens, he had 30 carries for 207 yards, uh, and he lost two yards, mind you. He had four rushing touchdowns. He averaged. What was he thinking? He averaged seven yards a carry alone, and as a team, they averaged six and a half. So when you look at this Oklahoma State defense, they had 536 yards offense, uh, you know. And now Will Howard, he was 27 of 42, 255 yards, absolutely torched Oklahoma State last year. But that was a, a horrible game, right? There are no excuses. You can't sit there and say, well, they were injured. and uh, That was that was the, one of the worst games I've ever seen. But it was kind it of was a, a little lopsided. It, yep. was, it was like a perfect storm kind of game. Everything went wrong for Oklahoma State. Everything went right for Kansas State. It was in Manhattan. Uh, I, I don't – I'll just flat out say I don't expect that to happen on Friday. Now, right. I'm not sitting here saying that Kansas State isn't going to play well. Because they will. Oklahoma State-Kansas State is always a great game. It's always a fun game, whether it's in Stillwater, it's in Manhattan, wherever it is. It's it's a fun game. It's a knockdown drag out. It's either high scoring or it's a you know real beat-em-up, low-scoring, middle-teens, you know, early to mid-20s type of game. And I think that I, I think you could see a real, you know, real slobber fest. I think you could see a, a mid to late-20s, maybe early-30s type of ball game. Um but I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I see Oklahoma State completely laying down. You know, I, I think that they've, you haven't seen the best team you're going to see so far, but you haven't seen the worst teams you've you've kind of seen so far. Maybe Arizona State, I guess. But you had a you had a difficult situation well, in Ames. You know, you look at uh, South Alabama has not proven to be. That really sucked the, it up, huh? <laughs> they kind of. I mean, you lose to James Madison and. Whoever else it was, I don't remember, but they, uh, yeah, they haven't, they haven't exactly proven to be no doubt, a, no doubt. But I mean, juggernaut in the. I, I think you could take away a lot from the Iowa State game, hostile environment. Iowa State, you know, they really got up to play that game. You come back, and there's no telling how much running they had to do. You know, there's no telling. You know, ju- I mean, we've heard the like rumblings of how difficult practice was in the open week, but. I, I think that at least on the from the outside looking in, it appears that they're doing what they need to do to try to have success moving forward now. I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about the first three weeks or the first four weeks or anything like that, but they've they've got a quarterback. I, I don't think unless you know knock on wood like you were saying unless Bowman goes down in this game, there there should not be any more questions on Mondays of. Well, you got a starting quarterback. I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Alan Bowman's a starting quarterback. You've got Mike in the in the, you know the the, the the coming out saying we've been tackling in practice. You know I'm holding my breath, but we're tackling. That's that's important. I, I get that. You know, and to an extent, like I agree with you. Like these kids, they know how to tackle. They've they've played tackle football their whole lives. Uh, to, I don't care what your opinion of this team is right now. It is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult to make it to the Power 5 level. Um, not many people get to do that. So you have to be a high-level athlete to make it to this level. But if you don't tackle throughout the spring, um, we know that they don't 
they just kind of do the metabolic stuff in the summer. So they're not tackling in the summer. And you go all fall and probably the first three weeks of the season into September without tackling, you go out there on Saturdays and you're going to think, man, I'm going to hit somebody. And then all of a sudden you kind of start to second guess yourself a little bit. You start to tackle in practice, it's going to show on Saturday. And I'm not – or, excuse me, Friday or whenever the game – whenever games are being played. But I, I think that – I think this should be a fun game. I, I, I don't know – I really have no idea what to expect. I, I think even if Oklahoma State had a played last week, I don't think I could sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, 38 to 35 and this how many yards and this how many touchdowns. And I, I literally – don't know what to expect from this game. I, I think this could be a – it kind of has a feel that Oklahoma State is is going to wake up, right? I mean, I, we've watched Mike Gundy's teams long enough. They're, they aren't dealing with injury. You know, the ridiculous transfer rumors are obviously not true. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought everybody was supposed to not show up after Iowa State. What happened to? You know, uh, I'm ex- I, I'm really interested to I see. I can't believe they opened the doors. I'm interested to, the to see the the Casey Dunn blackmail of of Mike Gundy. You know, uh, did you, you see that rumor? No. <laughs> someone on no, Facebook, the, someone on Facebook talking about Casey Dunn trying to blackmail Coach Gundy to keep his job, and and I mean it's it, they oh, get a little yeah. bit more ridiculous every week, but there they, there are no injuries. You know, there's not. You know, there's no smoke in the West End zone. You don't have you're, – you're going to have any – there's always going to be players that are upset, but not on a drastic scale. It kind of has a feel like this team's going to wake up a little bit. And I'm not saying they're all of a sudden going to run the table and win out and play in the Big 12 championship game and or anything like that. But this seems like a game that it's Friday night. You're on ESPN. You know your quarterback. Your your defense should be more physical. Hopefully, the offensive line can block a little bit. Ollie's got a little bit more confidence. This kind of has a breakout feel to it. Yeah, this is a. They they've had an in season reset. Yes. And 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 I think not only physically, I think mentally they they've had a bit of a reset here, guys. All right, clear it. You know, it's uh, yeah, we're two and two. You've got to go, you got to go four and I can't do the math. What is it? Four, four and four and two from here to, to get to a bowl four and four. Yeah. Four and four. We, the goal has to be a bowl. Boy, man. The goal has to be a bowl. Has to be. Because you, you need those extra, what is it? 18 practices, yeah. <laughs> you know, that you get in December that we get so accustomed. I mean, I remember whenever we were first, making bowls how much gundy harped on what's huge for us yeah we get to play in middle december but we get 18 at the time that was because you could actually develop younger players they didn't just instantly transfer if they didn't play after after freshman year i'm not saying everybody does that it's just a that is the number of people that go into the portal now is astounding to me but but you could actually develop guys that would have been that would have been of the 18 practices that would have been 10 of them that floors is the guy Rangel and floors are you know your youngest and i'm just saying your youngest i'm not saying Rangel is third i have right. no idea but floors would have gotten so much work out there in front of the coaches on film things that he wouldn't have gotten during the season and you know that's still the case you think floors wants 18 more practices i guarantee you Guarantee you, Mike, and them want that. I think that this, to me, it it almost has a bit of a feel of like second half season opener. 
you know, you, you get those, those, those jitters before the season over. Let's see what they've worked on. Let's see what they've gotten better at. You are facing a team that has only given up. I mean, is it, I think it's 73 yards per game rushing. So Ollie Gordon, they've got their work cut out for them. It's not going to be easy. They're not Kansas State isn't rolling in here going, yeah, we want to make you guys better. What's Kansas State on the year? What's their record? Three and one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, three and one. They they're not a lock for a bowl yet. They're not five and zero. Oh. So yeah, they're three and one because they yeah, lost at Missouri. That was yeah, it. Missouri, yeah. So, you know, again, they they've got their own goals ahead of them. They uh, well, and, and let's stop us at ours. And let's be let's be fair here. You know, I I'll, I'll give I'll I'll give some credit to Tom Dorado. Kansas State is going into this game saying, okay, this this is a this has to be a gimme game. I get that it's in Stillwater, but look at the struggles Oklahoma State has had. Because if you look at the rest of Kansas State's schedule, they go to they go to Lubbock next weekend. They've got TCU at home. They've got Houston at home. They go to Texas. They've got Baylor at home. They go to Kansas, and that's going to be a good game if they if Kansas stays healthy. And then they wrap up with Iowa State. Iowa State's not a great team, but Iowa State is a that's a game that both of those teams kind of get up for. You're kind of looking like a corn bowl. Yeah, but. Texas Tech's not going to be easy in Lubbock. TCU's not going to be easy, uh, whether it's in Manhattan or not. Texas, hell, I, maybe they win a national championship. I don't know. Is Texas back? I, but they seem to be a really talented team. But, yeah, it's not like Kansas State has an easy schedule. I'm not. They'll get bowl eligible. They'll find wins. There's no question. But they, they are looking at the schedule saying, okay, Oklahoma State, this is the this is a game we have to win. This is a, a winnable ball game. And I, I think that Oklahoma State, they know, you know, these kids, they, they're on social media. You know, they, they may not buy into the, the, the noise that you hear on social media, but they're on it. They all have it. They get paid from it, you know, and, and, and they know. You don't think – I think that's one of the things that kind of – I'm not calling anybody out or anything, but I think that's one of the things that kind of rubs me the wrong way when you when you listen to fans and they want to complain and, oh, this team, they're not any good. What are they doing? You don't think they – know that they've struggled you don't think the coaching staff and these players are like man we sure played a hell of a game against south alabama whoo man uh, we we might have lost but by god we were good they know they they know that they're they're struggling so um but uh, this they but this is a game that oklahoma state has circled too you you win this game and it's you're back on the right trajectory you lose at home you lose your second straight big 12 game and you're third in a row Yikes! Oklahoma State—they—they they know what's—they know what's at stake for this ball game. What do you think? What do you think Nardo has to do? Does he have to disrupt Will Howard more, or does he have to shut down the, the uh, DJ Giddens? That's such a difficult question because I think going into last year, it was like you know what, let's sell out to stop Deuce, and we'll take our chances yeah. with Will Howard. And he went—it was like. 500-some-odd yards, I think, is what it was, or something ridiculous is what he put up last year. Um, it's it's one of those, you know, 6-1, half-dozen the other. When you look at what Oklahoma State's done as a team, I I don't know if you try to be balanced. I, I think that you certainly put Colin Oliver on the line. I, I don't know if you hey, – Amen. I don't know if you <laughs> sell out the whole game to try to stop Will Howard and, and try to disrupt the backfield, but I, I think no matter what you do, you put Colin on the end – you know, and, and you let him you let him try to wreak havoc, and then you try to – I think you try to contain the run as best you can, you know, and I, I think when you look at tackling, 
I, I expect it to be better, but it's one of those situations where do you do you try to stop? The, I, I think if you're if you look at what they've done on the ground, I think you try to stop the run game. You know, I, I don't think it's like, well, let's sell out to stop the run and let Will Howard do whatever he can. You know, we'll just hope he doesn't beat us. Sure. Right. But yeah. I, but I think it needs to be like a healthy balance of let's sell out half the game to stop the run or, you know, 60 percent to stop the run and try try to limit as many big plays as possible. But I think that I think I I say we try to score. We try to score more than they do. How about that? You know, Brian, I've been toying with that idea. And it's 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 out there, but I'll let you. I think it's I think it's bold of you to to suggest that. And and I think if I if I really thought about it, I think that plan would probably work best. I've done a lot of deep analysis going back to Kansas State over the last um Kansas State specifically over maybe the last 10, 10 years, that took really a lot of time. They have lost 100% of the games that they were outscored in. Now so, that's a stat right there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, let's, let's run through the big 12 real let's, quick. Let's it's it. kind of a light schedule, let's but we've got a big one on there. OU Texas, what you got? That's going to be a hell of a ball game. Um, I, and I think that's the game where we find out, both they I, are I, who they thought I, we were. I think or we thought they were. I think Texas <laughs> is probably legit. I'm not going to sit here and predict championships, but I, I I think Texas is probably as good as everyone thinks they are. I think OU has a chance. But are they as good as Texas thinks they are? No, Brian. No one is as good as <laughs> as that. Okay, um, but I I think that I, I think this will be a game we find out if OU is as good as people think they could be. I don't think right. oh, I don't think Texas is going to blank them like they did last year. I, I think this has a chance of being one of the better Red River shootout rivalry games we've seen in a while. And I, I think would, this one I think this one will live up to the shootout. Part. I I agree, and I I think I'll take Texas. I'm good with that. Good and with that, that. And that's not because we're the Pokes Report podcast. I just I think Texas is a really really good football team, and we're going to find out how good OU is. Yeah. Uh, UCF at Kansas. Oh man, give me the Jayhawks. I know. Give me the Hawkers, baby. Is that two weeks in a row that UCF had to travel to Kansas to the state of Kansas? Yeah, welcome Ooh. to the Big Twelve, baby. Should have stayed right. in AAC. And next, <laughs> and next, uh, next year you get to go to Arizona State. How about that? Yeah. Wait till they go to Colorado. Uh, Wait till they go to Colorado and 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 Utah and Arizona twice. No. That's what the big, right, we got, that's what the Big Twelve should do for the newbies. Just screw them. Welcome to the league, and here's your schedule here's, here's your and then run. Budget. I hope you can fill it. Texas Tech at Baylor. Oh God, crap bowl, huh? Um, is this one? Oh, where's this being played? Oh, McLean Stadium. Okay, I thought that they did. Who was it that I thought they did this one like at Jerry World or something? God, could you imagine? Good Lord. Um, I that was a good comeback, I guess. You know, Baylor they they kind of figured it out. Um, they're at home, I guess. I'll pick Baylor. Yeah, I do love the meme going around the uh, jug jug piss man. You seen that or piss jug no. piss, piss jug man? And, no, uh, I haven't. Yeah, it's something about hydration, I think, and someone slapped it over McLean Stadium. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's good, man. Nope, I haven't seen it. All right, TCU. Who you got? 
You didn't. You didn't give a score. You didn't, you didn't oh, Tech Tech Baylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll go. I'm gonna go Tech on the road. Okay. Aranda has uh, of their three losses, I've picked two of them. So or I've picked them to win in, in two of them. So Aranda's on the uh, he's on the crap list right now. So Maybe I'm gonna tie. go Tech. They'll end in a tie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, TCU at Iowa State. Uh, boy. Um, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm gonna roll Iowa State too. They're at home. I think uh, I think the I think the long grass gets it, it makes TCU slip too much. Yeah, a little slip. If they if they don't slip, then I've got I've got questions for. Uh, I got for issues. Justin. I got issues. Yeah, I got good questions. So, all right, dude. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us here. I think so. Uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State uh, should be a fun game. I I think like like we mentioned, I think this is a a come kind of a come to Jesus game for Oklahoma State. I I think they have to figure it out. But I I agree you, with your assessment half that the halfway point, kind of a kind of a refresh restart. Yeah, and you and Tom get to be outside because the weather is going to be absolutely perfect. I'll accept it. It's supposed to rain Wednesday. I think it's supposed to be kind of cool Thursday, and it's supposed to be like what a high of like sixty five or something on Friday. Uh, seventy maybe, but I don't know. It's just going to be perfect. It's it's my number one go to high seventy. Yeah, I can't wait. High seventy. So my number one go to is hoodie and shorts. This is a hoodie and shorts game. I'm not going to do that, but I agree that it's. I, I'm starting to get to hoodie and short weather. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now, I think we'll probably we'll probably hit a little Eskimo Joe's beforehand. So yeah, yeah. Anybody come by, scream out, hey, who's the post report guy? And I'll just say, hey, it's me. Come over here. It's me. I'm signing autographs until <laughs> 6. i got to go to the stadium. Um, exactly. That's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. For Brian Murphy, I'm Zach Lancaster. We'll talk to you next time here on PokesReport.com.